Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mile High Vibes, where I'm your host, Nick Bruce. And this is the show that we blend real estate with lifestyle. So let's get ready to jump into this. Today is going to be amazing. I have my business partner, Bo, down in Miami. So we're going to talk about both markets. And I'm just excited. So without further ado, let's jump into this. Uh, first of all, I do need to introduce Bo. Bo has been a good friend of mine for the last couple of years, several years now at this point. Uh, met him in Chicago. He started working, well, we met when he was uh, one of the bars up in Boys Town, but then also over at the Peninsula. Um, just an amazing, amazing, fun person. And ever since we basically met, we've always been going back and forth. He finally jumped into real estate after moving down to Miami. Oh, what was that? Three, four years, four years ago now? Oh, yeah. Four. So, and uh, started at one Miami and then was like, you know what? I want to do something different. So jumped into real estate and was with Douglas Elliman. Now he's over with Coldwell and we love him for that. So without further ado, I just want to welcome Bo Danos and thanks, brother. Thanks for being on. Of course. Thanks for having me. And good morning or good evening, wherever you are <laughs> listening. Uh, welcome. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me, friend. And yeah, it's been, um, oh gosh, now let's see. I don't know if we actually connected when I was still in Boys Town. I can't say that I, I ever really remember seeing you. In oh God, no, I think I went to that bar like once or twice at Hydrate. Yeah. Maybe more <laughs> or less when I got into uh, the peninsula downtown, but you know, so yeah, I mean, yeah. And that started in like 2018. So yeah, you and I have literally been like friends for like six plus Going on six years, yeah. Going oh, on six shit. years, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, I'm Crazy glad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Been a wild trip. I can say that much. <laughs> All the highs and lows that we both seen. It's like, all right, well, we're and, gonna get through this. <laughs> it would be life if there wasn't highs and lows. So. And it wouldn't be fun if there weren't highs and lows too. I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So since you're in. Miami, I do want to touch on the whole market because there's so much that's happening down there. I mean, one, you have Ken Griffin. How, how much is he building? Like, what is that? Like a $2 billion building He's or something like that? A billion dollar bunker up in West Palm. And then, of course, you know, he's going to get his uh, Citadel headquarters built in Brickell. Um, yeah, how much is that going to cost roughly? Did they say yet? No, I mean, I know he had a developer that he was working with at first. Um, and that has since changed, uh, last I read on something, but, um, he's going to be going in Brickell basically, uh, I mean like off Brickell Ave, uh, he's got a huge property that's going to be right on the bay. I mean, it's supposed to be like just a stunning building, but, uh, truthfully, I, I can't remember how big the property is going to be or what's the budget that they're going for it. But I mean, it, it's something One absolutely. Citadel world, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely a market that is quite crazy. So, you know, yeah, when I moved here a little over four years ago, you know, still in hospitality, you know, Miami was hopping, but it wasn't as hopping as things have really like just completely skyrocketed yeah. uh, throughout COVID and obviously the continuation forward, you know, with the great migration of everybody leaving all of the colder climates and, you know, severe lockdown states during COVID and basically coming to the land of the free in Florida, right? So yeah, absolutely. I think I a stat um, this morning when I was, you know, scrolling through like news feeds and um, Florida grew over a million residents since uh, 2020. A million? A million new people call Florida home since 2020. A quarter million people moved there every single year. For the last four years, that is insane. Thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand, whatever. 
oh my god yeah it's <laughs> and i wild. thought it was bad when it was here in denver like with everybody moving here we're like can you guys just stop for a second like we need to take a break for a hot second and like really get all of our stuff in the road and that's the thing. it's not stopping they're still yeah. coming in droves you know Same we've here. had i think it's like 30 to 40 fortune 500 companies announced that they're relocating their office headquarters down here um yeah. And the crazy thing is, is like they've just announced the relocation. They haven't even started relocating employees or anything yet, you know. So there's going to be wow. another migration of, you know, depending upon like how many people are actually in these corporate headquarters that are going to be coming and down. Gosh, going to be down there. Yeah, you know. So it it just depends, you know. Are we going to have you know a crazy boom of another fifty to a hundred thousand? Like who knows? It really just depends upon like how many people, right? But then. There's the housing needs for all these people. There's <laughs> where are they going to go? Where's the condos? Where's the single yeah. family in a market that, you know, is slightly scarce with inventory. Although things are starting to become a little bit more available now. It's just like, where are these people going to go? Well, exactly. But then, so I guess I have a uh, uh, kind of a follow up question with that. So I know here with a lot of the buildings that they're they're constructing, whether it's apartments or condos, whatever it might be, a lot of people are doing 15 to 20 percent for uh, affordable housing. Is that somewhat the same down there? Or, or like, yeah. what's the percentage there that you guys can see projects that Dude, that's already uh, built into like when you build a place, you have to have a minimum of a, I, I know that before it was like 10%, but I want to say that they raise it here. So I'm not sure if it's something similar down there or not. I, I, I don't know the statistics and the numbers on it, but yeah. I do know that, um, some of the newer projects that are getting built, especially along the Biscayne corridor in Edgewater, um, they're definitely incorporating some form of affordable housing into it because if they do that, then they also get um, benefits to build more residents per you know density requirements and things like yeah. that. So, okay. Uh, each one's different. I know there's actually a building that's literally a block away from where I live, uh, basically. So I, I'm like catty corner between like downtown Edgewater and Wynwood in a place that's, you know, sort of like the arts district kind of labeled as town square <laughs> on a map, but, um, Oh, did they label it finally? What's that? They labeled it finally. So I mean, it it's interrupt. town square on a map, but it's, you could call it Edgewater. You can call it downtown. You can call it. I'm going to start calling it town square. That's, that's going to be it, a thing now. It's really just, I mean, if you go on a map, literally go on Google maps and I'm telling you, it will say town square around. Oh, I gotta do that now. Anyway, I'm, keep I'm, going. I'm going to do that. while wow, You keep going. Sorry. <laughs> There's a building that's literally, uh, they actually just topped off recently. Um, I'm sure they'll probably be, uh, you know, getting their TCO later this year, but it is strictly an affordable housing project. Wow. You know, for first responders, for nurses, for teachers, you know, for that's their demographic that they're going to target and that they're actually awesome. allowed to live there. So it's the first of its kind that I know in terms of affordable housing. Yeah, but I, I do know like that, that especially in some of the newer projects that I mentioned, you know, a lot of the buildings that are going to be coming up on Biscayne are mostly rentals. There okay. are going to be uh, some new condo buildings coming up, especially, you know, closer to the bay, you know, as you get into more like high end luxury. But, you know, as you actually get onto the Biscayne Boulevard corridor, most of those buildings are going to be rentals. But I think that there's a certain component of it that's supposed to be affordable housing. So and, and that's between basically like downtown and Wynwood area. Are you saying like that whole stretch on the coastline? No, like, or? like, let's say from like 395 to 195, like design district. Got you. 
downtown, like that Biscayne okay. Boulevard corridor. Like there's all like just that whole stretch got you right okay. now. You've got Nima that is topped off, I believe. Yeah, but Nima looks pretty cool. Nima's going to be cool. I don't know if they're doing an affordable housing component, but like there's literally like right off of it's not. Yeah, it is 20th right off of 20th Street. Um, it's just or 19th. I think it's 19th, actually. Um, they're going to be able to say 19th just to say 19th. What's that? Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, it's 19th just to say 19th. Um, <laughs> Have one tower up. They're supposed to build three on that one, and then right across, they're supposed to build another one. And like the cool thing about the building, it's actually going to cantilever over um, a like federal building. I guess it used to be like a church or something, but of course, for like historical oh. preservation, it can't. Like, so the engineering feat of it's going to be interesting because they have to preserve. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll it'll be cool to see how that whole corridor is going to be transformed. But then the crazy thing, you know, traffic here is terrible. Oh, it's it's exactly. And to think you're putting, you know, thousands of more residents on a major thoroughfare that is already congested every afternoon. Where are all these people going to go? So, you know, it's fun. It's great. Uh, you know, I look outside my window and we've got the Gateway Bridge project moving right along. They're hey, tearing that's that. an amazing project. And those arches that they're starting to do, that is that blew my mind. When I went down there a few months ago, I was just like, what is this? And then you told me, I'm like, wait, they're redoing this whole thing? Like, this is absolutely insane. It's what, like a half a billion? Um. No, I think it's almost a billion. I think they're like at eight hundred and fifty million or something like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Um, I mean, it looks worth it though. Yesterday. To be honest, I noticed yesterday they. It looks like they're getting close to completing one of the first arches. I mean, they probably got about like, I don't know, eight to ten more segments to put in, but it's it's getting close. <laughs> and you're like, oh, we finally get to see one. This is gonna be cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they finally just re-diverted traffic onto the new on-ramps so that way they could tear down the old ones to keep moving the project, the bong. And, you know, it's it's going to be cool, but three more years for that before it's done. So I hear you. So a big question, because, you know, I, I really like one of the buildings that's that's pretty new. That's they're still under construction. But what are some of your favorite new constructions? Because here there's there's so much that's happening. I mean, they uh, the Waldorf Astoria has finally just announced. I mean, not finally, but they've announced that they uh, they're going to build some residences in Cherry Creek. And so we're all like, okay, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be great. But it's we're like, how much are these going to cost? Because mm-hmm. we know what the land looks like. We know we know what all the the expectation is for those types of properties. But then all again, we have another property downtown, similar to what you're talking about. That's going to have two towers. One side is going to be uh, uh, all rental, and the other side is going to be all condo. And then the top two floors are going to basically be your penthouses. Yeah. And the second from top, I believe, because I was talking to one of the gentlemen, I had to actually give him a call today, one of the lead um, uh, project managers or one of the lead managers on that. And um, he was basically saying, I believe that the top two floors are split where you have basically four four condos or four units on the top two floors. So that's going to be kind of interesting. And then we have that really unique place going in that they're getting close to, to completing over in, um, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I want to say five points, but I'm going to be wrong in that. Anyway, there with the whole new like walk up and and mm-hmm. everything else that's going on, and that's going to be a complete apartment building. So, w- what are some of your favorite buildings that you, you're seeing? Uh, there's literally too Dozens. many to choose from. 
from, to be quite honest. Um, so like, I love Arya. I think Arya is going to be absolutely stunning. Let's just say that. Arya That's my favorite one I'm excited for. Be wrong. It's great. And in the wall. There, there's just there's too many. It, it's really just a matter of like figuring out like what city you want to be in, and then you know what's the best. You know the one building that's obviously going to change Miami's skyline the most is the Waldorf Astoria. You know it's going to be the tallest building, um, at least for now. But I think there's going to be some buildings that will eventually eclipse it. But you know it's basically this like rotating geometric cube building as it goes up. You know so it's not just going to be. Beautiful. <laughs> Let's build a column going straight up and have a bunch of units there. So, you know, the fact that it's going to be rotating cubes is supposed to be really cool. Um, and that's I think awesome. that's almost completely sold out. So, and that's the other thing, like all of these projects are getting sold out so quickly. It's really? crazy. Like most of them are, at, like, if, if it's not already sold out, it's probably at least 60% sold out already. Which is wild, like, and I think that's just like straight up across the board. And most um, of the places you know, some of the newer, the luxury, I'm sorry. Most of the places in the luxury space, like for the new builds, aren't those starting like right around a million and a half? Just to like, it just depends and, upon um, the exactly. Units. But, right, that's what I'm saying. Like the cheapest so, you know, one, like those luxury some, units. If right? you've got yeah. developments that are putting in, you know, like studios or one bedrooms okay. or. You know, studios, depending upon like when you get in on the pricing point, you know, could be five, six hundred thousand, you know, one bedrooms okay. could be at nine or a million. But of course, like as project demand goes up, so do prices. Right. So, you know, the earlier you can get in on, you know, announcement and pre-sales, you know, the better pricing you're going to get. But, you know, yeah, general off the top, you know, a one bedroom is going to cost you a million dollars in a new construction, depending upon when you get in, you know. Most are generally going to have two bedrooms or larger, especially, you know, when you get into the luxury space, um, yeah. those are probably going to start you at like one, eight, one, nine or to like two, two and continue up from there. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, Waldorf Astoria is going to be a really cool one. The other one that I, I like, well, two actually, uh, 1428 Brickle. Oh, uh, that's the, the really unique one, right? <laughs> With the glass. It's going to use like a photosynthetic glass, you know, on the it's, West side of the so building. Cool. That's, so, you know, obviously like harness the energy of the sun, which I think yeah. is an amazing feat and a lot of things that a lot of buildings actually should incorporate just because it's free energy. Why not capitalize it and use it? You know, we're building these massive towers filled of nothing but glass. So if you can use free energy, do it. Um, so 1428 is really cool. It's sort of like old school Miami repolished and redefined, you know, opulent colors and lush lifestyle. Uh, I recently got a sales presentation for the Dolce and Gabbana building and Oh, that's right. I thought it was going to be something else. I thought it was a risk that you got, but it's a Dolce. Opulent. Like it's it's an understatement, right? Well, you know, Mr. Gabbana didn't spare any expense with this building. No, they're not sparing any expense with this building. <laughs> it is completely over the top. They're delivering all of the units fully finished so and is it pick, like a, your color palette it's either white black or green old wait they're not even gonna have blue like there's their most iconic a minute i, I but i want to say there's white there's black there's green and i, I want to say it's a gold i don't think there's a well, blue I, mean, I can but, see uh, that you could also like get your own like personal touches and finishes a la carte outside of how they're planning to do it right so Got but it. I think those are like the basic color palettes. Um, 
you know, and it, it really just depends upon like where you're at. You know, if you're not a huge fan of the big, tall skyscraper lifestyles, uh, you know, you can get into some of the newer projects. You know, if you get up around like Bell Harbor, that's going to be a little more like lower, uh, you know, only going up to like six or eight floors. So it becomes a little bit yeah. more reasonable. Uh, it's a little bit more private, a lot more boutique. Uh, the well is going to be my favorite up there. But then there's so many. You've got Onda, you've got La Mer. And it's just literally there are developments everywhere. And then you get up into like Sunny Isles. You've got the St. Regis up there. You also have the St. Regis in Brickell, which is absolutely stunning. You know, they dropped that down from two towers to one just because they wanted to make sure that the residents for the one tower didn't have to worry about having a view blocked from the other tower built right behind <laughs> it. You know, it's you just hear like how this whole like process starts and then you know you get into the whole like Miami World Center development and it's just bonkers it's, like it's, it's mind blowing and it then is. all buildings that are going up especially like the ones that were announced that you know are allowing like short term rentals um and no rentals like you were saying that there, there's all, several that allow it like even dailies but like that's that's almost unheard it's not of every, it's something that's really been done in Miami before just because obviously in almost the whole any city huge play over here right yeah but, you know most hoas in miami only allow you to rent you know depending upon where you're at six months or a year only some buildings right. could do weekly or monthly or you know three times a year four times a year it really just depends but you know there's been a huge push for a lot of people that want to buy investment properties here that don't want to have rental restrictions to make it work so yeah a lot of the newer buildings that are going up you know definitely meet that criteria and then you know it's just a matter of how the numbers make sense do you manage it on your own do you use the third-party operating company that they're utilizing in-house you know so it, <laughs> it's the world is your oyster it's really just about finding what actually works for you and trust me there's a little bit of everything so it's just a matter of finding the right project for you so yeah if you're listening there. to this and you are interested in obviously um getting into the Miami real estate market, you know, get your boy up. I help yeah. you a lot. No, for sure. And then we <laughs> just got the whole MLS, like the NL NLS, is that what it is? National uh, Listing Service? Actually, is that what they're changing? MLS that's just through the Miami Realtors Association that is just strictly for new developments. And it's not just for condos. Oh, wow. It's for houses too. So like, but it's, it, I think it's called like Neo or something like that. Oh, right on. It's strictly just new developments, right? Because That's a awesome. lot of times developers aren't going to put the units on the MLS until they're ready to like turn it over and get their TCO or something. Yeah. So like transfer over something, right? So, um, yeah, we have multiple resources at our disposal. So. <laughs> but that's awesome. It, and Denver and Miami just basically connected on the MLS too. So then really it's just like second time homes going back and forth. I mean, this is just going to be an amazing feat for everybody. I mean, you and I, yes, because we love to work with people. We love to show everybody and, and we're available almost all the time. All the time. Right. And, I mean, like I have people call me at seven. I'm like, listen, like seven at nine. I'm like, listen, like, I'm just going out to dinner. I'm just at dinner, you know, give me a little bit of what you're looking for and everything else. But, you know, let, let's talk in the morning, you know, call me in the morning. So then, you know, we're all a little bit more focused and at the end of the day, what your buy box is and, you know, exactly I will going and yeah, let's touch base tomorrow and move forward. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. But that's awesome. I mean, I think that with so many people, whether it's from Texas or California or even Chicago and New York, I mean, one of my other best friends, he, he, he came from New York and he's like, I love it out here. 
he's like it was vastly different than what I even thought. And, you know, he being on the East coast, you know, he was typically that person that goes to Vail and Breckenridge and like all of those places and Beaver Creek. And since he moved out here, he's like, let's just go, you know, winter park. He's like, that's like the best place for, for me. He's like, it's quiet. It's calm. You know, you have a good mix, but you don't have so many kids out there. And he's like, I love it out here. He's like, um, you guys and your, I know, but he's like, you know, is there any houses out here? And I'm like, is there any houses out here? Really? Houses really, buddy? Everywhere. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, how much do you want to spend out here? Because if you're looking in Winter Park, I think the most expensive house that I've seen, and it's on acreage, and I mean over 10 acres, I think it's like six and a half million or almost $7 million. Yeah, well, up the in ones Park. you pointed out to me when we were driving up to- no, this is uh, this just came out, I want to say a week, maybe two weeks ago. Okay. Um, and it's a it's a- beautiful place and and one thing that i like about winter park a lot is that it's not getting built out in a way that it doesn't go with the town because it's an old saloon town i mean i for those that know about winter park they know about the old saloon the the mm-hmm. saloon that was right down in town you know i think it was thursdays where they had women uh, uh buy one get one shot or something like that my dad was telling me all, all these stories and i have another uh person i'm seeing up there and he's like oh my god how do you even know about that i go listen i know it got shut down like the 80s or 90s before i could even like drink at that point but <laughs> so yeah i mean well, it's like either of us could <laughs> right <laughs> and now we're realtors and everyone's like oh would you like a cocktail i'm like am i a realtor so, Mr. Green Char- or sorry, Yellow Chartreuse over there, who is now sober. How how long have you been sober? It's the best one. Um, true, it so is yellow and true. The best one. Decided to stop drinking in September, mid September. Um, you know, but of course, like if I feel like having a drink, I still will. It doesn't bother me. Uh, it's just a personal preference as to why I decided to give it up. But yeah, no. But since you had ten drinks in September. I've, drank on three separate occasions and that's honestly like a few glasses of champagne on one occasion and a single glass on the other two and that's really yeah. been so but do you feel more you have more clarity you, you said too right and it, like you just don't feel so like tired the next day it was definitely uh you know affecting my sleep patterns yeah. uh that's really the the main reason why I gave it up. Yeah, do I miss it? Of course. I was a bartender for ten years. That was it was my <laughs> life. I miss the way that things taste. Green shirt, Guanca, Rita's, last words, Manhattan, fashions. You know everything. But again, if comes a point in time where I just want to have a drink, yes, I will. But am I like, oh my god, I need to have a drink if I have a rough day? No, I just go for a walk. But you only say that when you really, really miss Malort. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I had to bring it up because you and I coming from Chicago, I think you and I are- I never in- tried it once. I never tried it once. I've tried it once and my cousin gave it to me and I'm like, this is the worst thing I have ever tried in my life. Now, I have a you lot of friends that love it. I'm like, how? I never did it once. <laughs> exactly and it's like and jameson I, all day every day it was like i can do jameson i cannot do malort and so. even jameson's hard for me and i and i like scotch but i mean jameson's no, even jameson hard for me rough. i'm not saying it was easy but it was just what we but, did 
So I met this uh, South African, uh, Emil, who works at Garden Grace, and he was telling me about the, the cocktail, the M&M that you and I were talking about, the Mezcal and, and Montenegro. And I'm like, wait, I can, I can see that being pretty good only based on the fact that I'm going to have to be in the mountains to take that shot. Or it was like a party shot or something like that in the mountains, uh, you know, midday skiing or something like that. But ooh, that just sounds kind of harsh just to, you know, just down one. It's almost, it sounds almost like a, a Jaeger, but he swears by it. He's like, no, this is, this is definitely a staple. And I'm like, I mean, I know what that is. So, but hey, we did try one drink. We did try the, what, what was it? Um, oh, Mezcal and, um, ta-da, what did I have? Um, Fernet Branca, yeah. MFB, that's what it was, MFB, and that was horrible. Do, do not try that ever again. Like, I, that was just I'll, terrible. I'll take word for it. When you didn't tell me that how it went, I kind of figured you tried it and didn't like it. But we yeah. all were like, what the hell is this? Like, this is so bad. <laughs> and I was like, can we just try? And like, they, they didn't even do like a, a, a quarter. They probably did like a quarter or a third of a taster. They didn't even do like the full little small little sh- uh, shot glass things, but like, like a quarter or a third. And we're all like, no, no way. Yeah. We're not doing this. So, so one thing, um, cause we all get down on ourselves. We all get kind of just sad, I guess you could say. Not necessarily depressed, but we're like, okay, we need to do something different. But how do you completely like get yourself into that happier state? Like, what are some things that you really like to do, or something that when you're feeling crappy? Now, besides going to the beach, because we all understand that you're in Miami. Besides the beach, what what what's something that you really get excitement or that really gets that pep back in your step, or or really gets you energized again? Just time in the sun, to be quite honest. You know, we had a really rough winter this year. Uh, I know, hard to believe that Miami has a rough winter, but mm, when I degrees. Kid, like all of November and December was mostly overcast, gray skies, and more rain than I think we've ever seen even in, I, I don't even know how long. I mean, I think there was like one weekend, actually, was it actually when I was going to take my broker's course back in November, I think we had like 18 inches of rain in three days. You know, so like, think about like everything that's going on in San Diego right now with all the I was flooding. Say, and, that sounds just like and, LA and San Diego. That happens here. And it's like, oh, okay. It's like a hurricane, but it's not. You know? <laughs> it's weird because, like, we haven't had a real storm to really come and hit us here in the Miami area. Now, there's been other parts of Florida who, of course, have had hurricanes over the last couple of years, especially the one that hit Fort Myers a couple of years ago and the other one that went a little bit north of Tampa. Um, but you know, it's just been an odd year for the weather patterns and it's whatever it is, El Nina, La Nina, who knows, right? Um, but yeah, it's not been the sunniest of weather. So for me personally, like I, I love the sun. I need the sun all day, every day. That's half the reason why I moved down here outside of living in Chicago. When oh, you trust can me, I heard weeks and months <laughs> at a time without ever seeing the sun period, you know? So especially when we went through that time where it just wasn't sunny, you know, it's, you, you, you feel that gloom and that depression and it really just like gets you down. Um, but I, I like to walk a lot, you know, and when I go on these walks, you know, I'll put on some, you know, meditative music or I'll listen to, you know, an informative awesome. like, mindset podcast or real estate related or something. And, you know, I just go for a walk and, you know, just try to like clear my head and think about something or take in input as to how I can 
better move forward my career and learn more about the industry and keep on growing. So that's definitely like the first thing. And of course, you know, I start my day every morning at the gym. So uh, <laughs> what time do you get to the gym? Uh, it just depends upon when I wake up and what the day's got going. But usually I'm getting there sometime between 6.30 and 7. Um, you know, I get up about an hour before I get there. I eat and then I go for a walk for like 30 minutes as like a warm up and just sort of like get the body moving before just like walking straight into the gym and being like, yo, let's push me. So because I tried that once and that didn't work out so well. It's definitely not easier as you get older to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. So for me, I guess, I guess a follow up before, before I say that the next thing. So is the gym part of your big motivation too? Cause I know that you're, like you said, like you're really into going to the gym. It, it, it's something that, you know, you've, it's been instilled in you in the last 30 years, you know, or 25 years or whatever. So is that something that also is just like, this is something that I get excited about to go do? Absolutely. Every day. Right on. Every day. Okay. Well, you know, if you didn't need rest days, I would probably work out every day. <laughs> but I know that you actually do need rest days. So what yeah. about you? Uh, I got to get my butt back in the gym. I've been yelling at myself, kicking myself. I've had to cancel twice on going to a class because of just different meetings and different things that I've been, been going through. Um, but... Um, yeah, um, it, it it's a little bit of that, but it's also a little bit of, you know, I, I get on this app and this apps have really, really changed how I think about things. And especially in the capacity of, you know, how I look at each single, every single day, because it's called pep talk, by the way, and, and anyone can get it, you know, you can pay for it. I pay for it. I think it's very, very um, intriguing, excuse me, intriguing and um yeah, it it really it helps me to put my mind in a different perception. But not just that, it also helps me to think beyond that certain task and think about what I can do to better myself and to better people that are around me. So, I don't know. I mean, there's there's several things that I really like about Pep Talk. There's I think it's every Monday they come out with like a new uh uh, a new motivational thing that's about three to 10 minutes long. I think the longest one was like 10 minutes, but it, it that's mostly how I get excited because I love what I do, you know, I, and you know this. I mean, if I can help, you know, three people a month sell a house or buy a house, uh, I'm a happy clam. Like I'm, I'm very excited about that because I've always believed that everybody deserves a house, you know, and I've been all over the world. I've seen highs of highs and I've seen the lows of lows and, you know, it, it's, is seeing that excitement in people that makes me more motivated and makes me more excited to go and say, hey, let's go and do this now. Or, hey, let's hit these figures. Let's hit these numbers. Let's do all of this stuff. So, um, and before I forget, um, one of the things I, I forgot to do the, the intro quote. So I'm going to start it now. Sorry, sorry. So the quote for today is, do not promise when you're happy, do not reply when you're angry, and do not decide when you're sad. And I love that because it's something so simple that we've all heard. We've heard it in movies, we've heard it in songs, we've heard it through our families, friends, everything like that. But it's something that I have started doing a lot more of because I've noticed, because I, I mean, we all have those ups and down days, whether it's with family or friends or whatever it may be. And so 
I just basically tell people, and you know, I mean, I'm a big empath. So if I hurt somebody, I'm like, oh my God, what did I just do to myself? What did I just do to that person? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's something to really live by as well as, you know, be good to people. But that's, that's something that's been going on here in the Denver area for a long time. But yeah, I think, you know, just thinking more clearly and thinking with more intent is, is the best way to go, no matter what situation you're in. Right. So, but yeah, so... Well, I guess we have to get off now, don't we? Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. No, no, no. We will. We'll, we'll be doing this again, though, for sure. We, we've definitely got to do another one of these because, like you said, the Miami market's changing, the Denver market's changing. So we just got to keep up with everything. So every day, every day, you know, and of course, you know, people who are not knowing what to do not knowing, you know, how the world's moving or what's happening with interest rates or price points or when's the right time, when's the wrong time. Like, find an agent that you connect with. Yeah. Just have a conversation with them, right? You know? Yeah. There are good agents out there who, you know, really have admiration and respect for what they do and for the clients that they work with, whether it's people looking to buy, looking to sell, building an investment portfolio, relocating for rentals, you know, the world is out there. Um, and just find someone that you can actually relate to because, you know, today's modern day currency is no longer just the value of paper as we address money. It's relationships and it's how do you connect with people? How do you talk to people? And just that level of, um, personality and building momentum with people is what really is going to get people moving forward. So, you know, yeah, Amen. if you're on the fence, find somebody that you can relate to, you know, they might not have the biggest presence out there. They might be new that might just be getting started, but you know, you have some people who are very eager and not to say tainted by a profession to a degree, but <laughs> you know, there's there's good people out there that do what they do and they're actually looking to try to help you achieve what it is that you're trying to do. So um, find them, work with them. Maybe it's Nick, maybe it's myself, who knows? And if Absolutely. it's not either of us in the markets that we're in, trust me, we know people literally all over the globe. All um, over the globe, all over. Yeah, if there's a country you're shout looking out to Spain, shout out to, to Cyprus, shout out, shout out to France and, and Dylan. I was going to say, like Costa Rica, everybody, like our, our reach is seriously vast. Oh, by the way, Dylan just put up a new property down in Costa Rica I know, for I, four I quarter. Quarter. the other day. He's like, you want to start sharing my post? I was like, I would gladly <laughs> Costa Rica. Don't worry. And if I cross somebody that wants to buy it, hey, let's work out that referral deal, my friend. <laughs> exactly. And they're amazing down there. There's three different sections to Costa Rica. It, it's amazing. But, you know, place we'll, go for sure. Maybe that's what we should do for the big four zero trip next year. Ooh, go talk to uh, all of those guys down there. Be like, Hey, what's up, Larry? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, okay. I actually like the sound of that. Yeah. Seeing Larry Graziano and everybody. Heck yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right. So in conclusion, sorry. Otherwise we'd talk for like two hours. I swear. <laughs> we, could. we totally could. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, but no, I, I do really appreciate everything and, and you jumping on here, you you trusting to make that big move. It's I know it wasn't easy for you. And I know that, you know, 
life isn't easy for many of us and especially the last couple of years um so thank you for that trust first and foremost it, it, it means a lot and you do seem happier i can honestly say that you do seem happier and that's one of the biggest things i mean no one likes to be in a place where we're not hitting our extreme potential we're not hitting those there, certain there things nothing bad about chicago it was just time yeah. for a it was just like Right? Exactly. Time for that big change. Exactly. And that's why I moved. I mean, I still have tons of friends back in Chicago that I talked to. So, and, and Chicago's I'm changing made. a lot too. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, Nancy Tassoni's buildings and all the other stuff that's going on. Like it's, it's amazing go- what's going on over there in Chicago. So no, I do appreciate that. And, and, you know, with all these markets changing, you know, like you said, just reach out to us. We're always available. This, this market here in Denver and down in Miami are completely ever-changing. And, and it's almost month to month where you have to figure out, okay, what's actually happening here? What's happening here? But nonetheless, I mean, we're always here to help you. And we're always here to to really give you that insight, no matter what price point you're looking at, whether it's, you know, 300,000 or if it's $30 million, you know, it's, we're always there to make that, that actual deal happen, that, that, that dream of yours come to fruition. So, Thanks again, everybody. I, I, I really appreciate everyone stopping by today to Mile High Vibes and look for next week's episode where I'm going to be talking more about that motivation and, and that drive that I get behind and some of my other friends get behind to really get them motivated. So without further ado, I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for stopping by Mile High Vibes, your real estate and lifestyle show. Take it easy and be safe.